Keeping you up to date with the latest SEO and web development news. With a little flavour added in. Detroit style. The Trademark Productions weekly podcast radio show. Coming live from Detroit. Well, um, actually, Royal Oak. No one really lives in Detroit anymore. All right, it's another podcast with Trademark, and um, we're actually, right now, we have an intern and a couple of staff members that are actually looking at Napoleon Complex. We're trying to see who's tallest, or who's shortest, really. Yes, Napoleon Complex, um, because we were talking about all the advantages that Christopher Columbus brought along in the Mayflower, besides his the Mayflower? Um, racism. Oh my gosh, history is all messed up in the TM world. Mayfl- it was a boat, it was a wood boat, they are all wood. There we go. There it is. We're hearing from our, our True Review uh, lead, Dario Sharini, that uh, Christopher Columbus holds a good portion of his heart because he's a fellow Paisan. Yes. And because like Dario beats him out because he's about four foot nine inches, which Napoleon was only about four seven. And Lacey, the lacious one, our intern, is only about four six. Is it? Ish. Ish. Anyways, it's a beautiful, warm day in the bankrupt city of Detroit. We've made national headlines, world headlines. Yes. Because we're the largest municipal uh, municipality that has filed for bankruptcy. And the history of the world. And the significance that I heard this morning that I thought was the most humorous was the fact that our governor, Rick Snyder, his voice is exactly the way that Dave Chappelle would impersonate a white person. It's very true. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty much the best. But we're going to talk about some, uh, oh, there's that big fluffy Chinese Asian teddy bear thing. Yeah, called, Google Panda. Called Panda. And talking about some content tips that's yes. going to help you a little bit more with your pandemizations. That happen in our lives. And exactly. I will turn it over to Mr. Mike. But then I'm going to be going into a little bit more about a recent study that came out about the millennial village. And it's talking more about millennials and the influence they have in online reputation and reviews. Awesome. So we'll head into that a little bit more. But let's talk about the um, that Asian teddy bear thing. Yes. Well, yesterday... Um, Google- and why does that have a significance for those that are just turning into our like... Why is it significant? episode of the tm podcast yeah we should figure out how many numbers there are how many there have it's over been. five years man wow go to itunes i will we're listed pretty high on itunes yeah i'll do it right now, right after this um for those who aren't familiar google panda is um google's uh way of identifying and penalizing sites with poor uh slash low quality slash spammy content meaning that you're keyword packing um you're just trying to rank based on you know stuffing keywords into your content. Your content isn't very good. There are a lot of spelling errors. There are a lot of. I mean, basically, it it's in charge of monitoring the quality of content across the web. So if you have a website that has poor content, um, you have likely been hit by a panda update at some point in the past two years, two and a half years now. Yeah, two and a half years since Panda. And if you were um, using annotations in your analytics, yes, you would be able to see at different times when Panda has hit mm-hmm. and what has happened on your website, and then you can make some great assumptions from Ex- that point there. Exactly. And yesterday, Google confirmed um, a new Google or a new Panda update, which was released on um, July twelfth, and. Unlike previous updates, they now start rolling over more slowly mm-hmm. um, over the course of about 10 days. 
um, which Google said was to minimize the direct impact so that people didn't see an immediate tank. You know, so, so they couldn't quickly reoptimize their site. Something along those lines. Um, and Google Panda 26 is what search engine land is referring um, to this update as. And it's a more finely uh, targeted update, meaning that it... Uh, it's more specific in what websites it's going after. So Google has already identified these, you know, these websites with low low quality content and is now pushing them down in the rankings to push better content up. And um, again, it just it focuses on you know why you need. It's another reason why you need to have good content. And I've been monitoring you know several of our clients' analytics, and we've seen recovery since June since July twelfth for some people. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a common theme across the web. So this update is kind of a mix of targeting direct, you know, specific websites for low content, but also pushing out a bit of a recovery for websites who've been penalized in the past. So it's kind of, it's a good thing. It shows that if you do improve your content over time, Google will notice and you, those rankings and those search queries will go up again. You'll get some awards. Exactly. <clears throat> so what about tips? That we can give our listeners, because we probably never give any of this shit away, <laughs> about creating good web and social content. Well, I mean, the most the most important thing is is you need to know who your target audience is. Um, you don't want to just spew out content that's designed for everybody, because the fact of the matter is is your customers usually aren't everybody. You have a, like um, one of the examples I like to use is um, you know heating and cooling. If you're going after heating and cooling companies most likely you're going to be looking at the 35 years old and up demographic because those are the people who own houses. Um, I know a lot of people below the age of 35 that own homes. Well, now, last couple of years, definitely, with the with the housing dip. But, um, I mean, generally, you just want to know. I put my hand up on your hip. <laughs> when uh, you dip, Lacey dips, she dips. Wow. <laughs> Dwight is busting out rhymes today. Um but, yeah, you want to make sure you know who your audience is. Um, monitor your competitors as well to see what they're doing and see what's working. Um, and you don't want to think about the search engines first when you're creating content. That's one of the biggest mistakes some websites make is they're more concerned about ranking high than producing content that will get noticed by their customers, by their users, and then shared throughout social. Um, you want to create stuff that's engaging and interesting to your, into your, to your customers because otherwise blah, you're, blah, you know... Blah. You know, you're not going to, um, it's called, they're not going to react well to content that's designed for search engines. And you also want to make sure that you're not, um, selling all the time. You don't want to constantly be pushing your product or pushing your service, offer them tidbits, pieces of advice, you know, tips and how to's are great ways to get like them. us. Yeah, exactly. Like we're like doing right now. We're producing all these podcasts and, and, and shouting out on our soapbox to the world yeah, exactly about what you should do and how you should do these things and, and. How you don't need us. <laughs> you really don't. I mean, you don't yeah. need to come to Trademark Productions and get your web done or have us do your SEO and your SEM because we give a lot of this stuff away. Well, I mean, but that's a good that's thing, why too. We have because, good rankings. Yeah, you want to become an authority in your, in your SUP. And um, that leads into the next point, which is you want to try to find a, um, a void in your industry. Ooh, a void. Um, and you want, you want to you know, fill that void with your good content. You want to make sure that you are hitting a niche that is interesting and has an engaging user base because it's niche in French niche 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 it's all the same we're American we, we pronounce Lacey, things however we want do you have a French background some 
Next week, we're going to do a small segment that'll be completely in French. Oh. With the intern, Lacey. Um, Jean Mappel. <laughs> but yeah, you want to you want to make sure that you're keeping your um, your content focused on a on not necessarily a small um, group of people, but a an important niche in, or niche. This allows me. you to get the yes. segment out. So if you're going to be talking about that, I am a. Oh, let's use an example. I am an apparel company, and I target more of young athletics. And yes. it might be. I'm looking at boxing shorts right now that are hanging on the wall because I'm a big boxing fan. But let's say I was talking about endurance types of sports and uh, apparel for them. Um, <clears throat> I may want to talk more towards high school sports or mm-hmm. towards college sporting. Exactly. Or I might want to talk towards the, uh, the wrestlers or maybe it's uh, endurance athletics. Yes. And the fact of utilizing a typical type of clothing and um, how you can find out a lot of this information. And we may have created, which going on to your next point, is the fact of create all different types of content. Yes. I may have created an infographic. I may have done a study that looked at all the different type of breathable sportswear and the benefits and the pros and the cons. Mm -hmm. But I had it in a nice graphical format. And I might talk about the elasticity of the waistbands yeah. of a particular type of a running short. And we actually did a small 60-second video stretching them to the point of what when they would break. Mm-hmm. That's great content, talking to an audience, and you're just doing comparison of maybe a bunch of products that you sell. Exactly. And you're not pushing them back to your site to say, you need to buy this one or that one or my brand's better. You're just explaining the benefits of said products. Absolutely. You're producing great content. That's going to be user-friendly. That's going to be something that people want to watch or listen to. And that's what you need to do. Exactly. Publish good shit. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's it. And you want to keep it simple too. You know, you don't want the kiss. The kiss method. Yes, the kiss method, which I mean is beaten to death all the time. But I mean, it's true. You don't want to be overly convoluted. You don't want to have too much information because then people won't. You know, they won't pay attention. They won't read. Um. Um. Yes. I was going to bring a bell in here. To actually ring a bell. I think next week we're going to. For every time you say um and like. All right. I say um a lot. I'm aware of that one. Okay. Let's move forward, Mike, because we want to talk a little bit about the millennials. All right. Uh, a recent study was let out, and I can't even tell you who the hell did this study. Lacious, what uh, – this was B- Bizarre Voice. Bizarre Voice put it out. It's called uh, Welcome to the Millennial Village, and we will link over to the study at Bizarre Voice's uh, – website so people can download it and read it yourself but there's a great amount of information in here and it's talking really about the fact that we have a very socially dependent generation and these are things you probably already know or assume yourself but now it's actually put the words into graphs Mm -hmm. so this is the type of content you would want to produce and release and put on your website because now we are going to socially share it we're talking about it we're talking about the authority of bizarre voice and what a great job they did and uh, they're going to get some juice from us. And hopefully people are going to go over there and look at them as an authority and a leader. And that's the kind of shit Google wants to see. Exactly. So talking about the fact that it's a socially dependent generation um, and it's going to change a lot, a lot of the ways that people do business in many, many ways. Um, that basically reviews from peers and others online highly influence the way that millennials make purchasing decisions. Oh, I definitely I mean, I don't think I buy or buy a service or product without reading reviews. Here's the scary part, too. Because the review aspect is still new in a lot of different ways, millennials um, have more trust or give more trust away as a default to anonymous types of reviewers. Is it probably because we grew up with the Internet? Yeah. Well, you know? it's, it's new, the reviews, but the stars. So you have yeah. all these different types of 
um, identifying pieces of information that influence you. And stars and thumbs up, those mm-hmm. are visual that tell you whether or not others are saying that this is good or this is bad. For sure. The other aspect, too, is millennials want to engage with brands and they want to ask questions and see what other people are saying as well before they make a purchase. Yes. Um, they are aware in a number of different ways that a lot of these thumbs ups or these stars can be manipulated. So there is a point of trust that they look at those as an influence, but they don't make their final purchasing decision based off of what's there because they realize a lot of these reviews out there could be fake. Yes. So big returns. The conversation starts now. All right. So let's go a little bit through this. They, they step away from the buy button. Millennials won't buy without input from others. So consumers trust content over any other info, regardless of age. More than 51% of Americans um, trust user-generated content more than any other type of information when looking for information about a brand, a product, or a service. Without this input, millennials won't buy almost anything. So 84%, they rely, they say, uh, uh, millennials say they rely on user-generated content and had at least some influence on what they buy compared to the 70% of boomers, 84%. So you may design your in-store experience for boomers, but millennials are more likely to buy more than half of them are more likely to buy online compared to your baby boomers. Mm. So you need to put the, uh, the consumer opinions at the front and center. Yes. Um, top purchases that millennials won't compete with, uh, user generated content, major electronics, cars, Mm -hmm. hotels, hotels are a big one. Yeah. That's huge, man. On travel. So I have to buy plane tickets. You see? see what I mean? Yeah. And when you buy plane tickets, who, who uses a travel agent anymore? <laughs> you go online, but there's Hipmunk. There it's is Travelocity. Yeah, the Kayak. I mean, there's all these comparison yeah. tools and going directly to the airlines as well I mean, you can where just, you can aggregate and determine what is the best amount for my preference of time, yeah. number of stops. Google does it for you now, price. too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Google's. Yeah. I love looking. This. I, I think that's just a hot, yeah. hot point to there. Uh, millennials trust anonymous consumers are more likely than baby boomers to trust a likelihood or experienced consumers over what people know or or over people they know. So they can be influenced by anonymous reviews and they may take those more to heart than actually getting feedback from people that they actually are friends or, you know, associated with. Yeah, I was going to say, so you're saying that someone will trust an anonymous Amazon review about, you know, a record more than... Well, what the study says here is, um, don't get them wrong, that millennials do want to hear from family and friends, but when it comes to click and buy and enter their payment information, the opinions of strangers like them, especially those who have a direct experience with the product Mm. or impose that they've had a direct experience with the product, have more heft than they do for baby boomers. Okay, so 44% of millennials are more likely to trust experienced consumers who happen to be strangers... And 51% millennials say consumer opinions found on a company's website have a greater impact on the purchasing decisions than recommendations from family and friends. Mm-hmm. More than half. That's, but those are some big These numbers. are online reviews. Yeah. Uh, millennials really look at social to find experts, so people that are influencers, to give feedback more so than what they would get from family and friends. 
So you really need to organize consumer opinions uh, by social and interest graphs. Serve, serve up opinions of every everyone in a shop or social graph and put them down the right path. Um, and here's the other thing is millennials, they want to engage with the brand. So talking about Twitter, Facebook, yeah. fan pages, they definitely want to be able to follow what people are saying, hear what other people are saying. And you're talking about online reviews, but we're also talking about social. So if yeah. I'm following, say, somebody's brand, like I followed Dosaki's guy. And what I love is their marketing team at just sporadic times always post out these new sayings. Mm-hmm. And they make me laugh, but it keeps the brand in front of my face. Exactly. And then I also sometimes look at the comments and what other people come back. And it seems like there's always, every time the Dosakis guy uh, posts a new saying, um, other people in the comments, other fans try to outwit and make yeah. up a new comment. So it's almost more entertaining to do that. But I know I can connect it both together. Exactly. And you know what? I actually do like Dosakis beer. Yeah. I'm not a big beer fan. And there's probably people listening that are going to laugh about it, but oh, I don't man. mind the Dos Equis beer. Amber is top notch. Amber is a good. Yeah. Amber is a good beer. Um, but they want to be part of the conversation, and they want to be able to have their voice heard, and then they feel like they have an attachment with the brand. So that's why it's also very important for companies to monitor those conversations and chime in and answer. Because exactly. if, you're, if, it's, if their comments or their needs or their questions are falling on deaf ears... There's probably another brand that's actually going to answer to something like yep. that and respond and make them feel more valued as a consumer that our brand appreciates and wants you to really utilize our product there was or our a, service. There's a good example of that with uh, with Taco Bell where some I saw someone um, they tweeted about how they wanted um, Mountain Dew Baja or whatever at um, at Wendy's and then Taco Bell was like, well, come here, we have five different you know varieties of Mountain Dew and like that's a great example of just someone sneaking in seeing something like that they offer that another company doesn't and just getting that person yeah we want real meat at fast food who would chime in subway i don't know we got no lunch. no i worked at we subway for four years it's it's water the lunch meat's all water yeah i mean it's mostly water that makes sense but now they have those new uh, flatopia pizzas flatbread pizzas oh they have flatbread pizzas now <laughs> some kind of shit i see what is it called for t- yeah, our um, our <laughs> our uh, Italian uh, correspondent from Rome just yes. spoke in here, and it's the Fortizi, Miscusi. So three steps, big return, start on conversation now. Make customer opinions the hero. So let shoppers know that you want their opinions and you display them everywhere in the purchase cycle. Remember, millennials won't buy until they get trusted into uh, the crave. Mm-hmm. Let millennials see opinions from people who matter the most. Give them the insights that they need from experts, people like them, their friends, people that they trust, highlighting those who share their interests and have experience with the product. It's not too bad. If you're spending a good amount of time of monitoring conversations and, and engaging in conversations and highlighting these people, you make them feel very special. Oh, for sure. You turn them into a brand ambassador saying, hey, yeah. man, what you said, I'm going to redisplay to the other four, th- four million people that monitor our conversation mm-hmm. and put you at the spotlight, man. Yeah, sometimes all it takes is a retweet. Actually. And then uh, take action on millennial suggestions. So, again, everybody wants to be heard. It, uh, in order to improve your products, change policies based on first-person consumer input, spread the word, create two-way conversation that build loyalty. Loyalty is key in today's online marketing. Yeah. So, you know, the key thing I walk away from this here is uh, you got to listen. You have to engage. You have to listen to the influencers. And when you say they're influencer, also note, too, influencers mean that what they say, what's being talked about, what's being uh, redisplayed and shared is actually going to 
greatly affect purchasing decisions oh, definitely. online. And that's going to go also, too, for regular businesses. This is just not about product. Yes. So we're talking to the uh, also to the voices of people with restaurants. Mm-hmm. And uh, it Basically may be... any service business. Yeah, any service business. This could be a chiropractor. This could yep. be a dentist. This could be a, a, a skateboard shop. Yep. This could be a, 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 a ski resort. Yep. Anything. Um, so online reviews make a ton of sense. People are listening, and they are influenced by those things. Yes, they are. So this is another great reason, Lace, why people should use True Review. So we're going to put a link over to True Review from our from the trademark podcast as well to give you a little bit more of insight about a new tool and a new company that is just lighting up the information superhighway. It's there's a fire, there's a fire stream. It's like a big burn. If you could see the information superhighway from the moon looking down on a satellite. It would just look like one of those big burn pictures when you yeah. open up a shutter really long for a photograph. Yep. It's, it's, it's that kind of a burn. But it helps to manage and maintain customer relationships um, for online reviews since those are such huge influencers to millennials and to baby boomers and just people in general online. Exactly. It's, a, it's an influential point. Um, but more important with True Interview, we also help to teach the business how they need to respond and how mm-hmm. they need to take care of the customer service experience because that's a big deal too um you have to it, uh, you know just like uh, raising children it all starts at home yeah it all starts with the parents being active and, and taking a, a active role in their parents life and this is true review also helps the business management to realize they need to take an active role in the customer experience exactly so check it out online true tru review.com and i am dwight I'm Mike. You, you are Mike. Yep. And Lacious, Lacey, the intern, and our um, international correspondent from Rome, Dario Shiniste, signing off. Thank you for listening to Trademark Productions' weekly podcast radio show. Remember to submit your questions online at tmprod.com and subscribe to our newsletter and on iTunes. No copying of this can be reproduced without permission. Terms apply. Copyright TM Productions 2011. All rights reserved.